Who is your driver? Some friends, we have our wrong drivers. They take you into doing some things you don't like. Make you make some decisions that your spirit doesn't like. Before you know it, they make the engine knock. Because they are not interested in putting the engine oil. Peter knew the father of Jesus, which was Joseph, the earthly father. He knew about the mother. He knew their house. He knew that they don't have too much bed. Because Jesus said, the son of man does not even have way to lay his head. But when Jesus said, what do you say I am? He just instantly could acknowledge and said to Jesus, thou art the son of God. And instantly Jesus said, wait a minute. Let me tell you the driver who's doing the magic. And he said to him, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. So he mentioned two drivers. Ah, Abba Shataka. He said, "Mm, it's my father that is in heaven that has revealed it to you. Which means my father has come down to you and has held the steering. That's why you can drive down to heaven and know my identity. Drive back very quickly. It depends on who drives you. So he said, flesh and blood can't drive like this. I know what they drive. They drive men into fornication. They drive men into masturbation. They drive men into smoking. They don't drive men to reveal Christ to people. So now Jesus was able to understand that everybody that is walking is not just walking by themselves. You can see people and hate them for what they did. But it may not be that the person was the one who did what it did. Because people are always driven by something. That's why you can see somebody in the morning. He's so happy. See him in the afternoon. He's so sad. It depends on which driver is walking at the moment. I heard the Bible say God did not give us the spirit of fear. But a spirit of sound mind. So when I have sound mind, that's my driver, the Holy Spirit. When I have fear, the devil is on the steering. I don't want to put somebody in my life that when God wants to wheel me to the left, this guy wheels me to the right because it can make me have a clash of destiny. I want God to always be at the step so that he can lead me to where he wants to lead me to. I don't want to have a fornicating sister who still wheels me to the left when God wants to wheel me to something else. I don't want to have somebody who talks me into being naughty when God wants me to be spiritual. I don't want somebody who drives me to a bad side when I want him, God, to lead me to a good side. I want God to take control of the steering. they should go away but that they should be with him that he might send them forth to preach to have powers and to heal the sickness and to cast out devils Mark 16 verse 17 says and this sign shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast devils they shall speak with new tongues amen alright are you ready to hear the word I'll be preaching powerfully on what I call Who is your driver? Who is? Tell somebody, who is your driver? Tell somebody, do you have a car? You got a car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, tell somebody, who is your driver? Who is your driver? Okay, so, it's very, very important. It is 
exciting for you to understand the names Jesus called demons. There are a few names Jesus called demons. One of the names Jesus called demon is unclean spirit. We said that, that one of the names he calls demons is unclean spirit. And uh, he calls him unclean spirit to weaken his immunity. You know, the devil has the tendency to behave like he has very much power. So people who don't know who he is. So what Jesus does is that he, first of all, give him a bad name and weaken him and cast him out. All right. So it's a very powerful thing to understand that one of the names of demon is unclean spirit. Second one, the name of the demon is called the wicked one. The wicked one. We dealt with that on the previous service. We talked about being wicked, and being wicked is a product of he who is possessing you. So if you display a wicked attitude, it just means that you have wickedness that is pouring you to behave the way you're behaving. All right, and another name for demons that we have to understand is the name Jesus is calling them in the book of Mark, right where we read. The Bible called demons devils. The word devils means the evil doer, the one that does evil. I don't know if you belong to red devils or whatever devil, no matter the color, Jesus said we should cast them out. Whether they are red devil, white devil, blue devil, whatever. Just cast them out as far as they are devils. All right, so... What the devil is doing in our generation is that it keeps bringing bad things and give them good names. It brings good things, give them bad names, yeah, so that we get used to bad names and not think it is a bad name. I say that again. One of the things that the devil does in our generation is that it brings good things, give them bad names, so that we get used to the bad name and not know it's bad. I saw somebody who plays keyboard very well. And he said he is a keyboard wizard. So the devil brings good things, give bad names, so you get comfortable with the bad names and think it's good. Um, One of the Nigerian musicians wrote a book. And the name of the book is Bad Sharp Guy. Something Bad Sharp Guy. He wrote a book and the book was launched many years ago. Two or three years ago, it was called Bad Sharp Guy. So for him, the bad is good. But I don't know what the good is. So somebody said that the guy can cook bad. The guy can cook bad. The guy has money bad. Bastards are bad, bad things. Now I said that the guy get money bastard. <laughs> <laughs> they will say that the guy, the guy fine die. all right so what the devil does is that he brings good things so imagine a very good football club devil wants to give a name to it now call them red devils so that when you now like when you now like the way you play football you should forget that they are devils now the devil makes you comfortable with the name so when you hear devils again it doesn't irritate it does not irritate Alright, so Jesus called some 12 people here and he ordained them and said to them, I've ordained you, but what I want you to do is that I want you to stay with me so I can send you forth for you to go, preach the gospel, and to have power against sicknesses and to cast out devils. What does devils mean? If Satan is the evil doer, because God likens Satan to be the devil. How come it is human beings that put people gun on their head and shoot them and blow their brain off? And we are now told that Satan is now the devil. Because we have to understand the difference between Satan and demons. Demons are actually agents of Satan. Do you understand what I'm saying? Demons are agents of Satan. But one name that they share in common, both Satan, the master, and the slave, share in common is devil. That is the one that does evil. So now, I was... If it is somebody who steals somebody's property, somebody who kills somebody, somebody who does evil, 
How come the devil is connected to the sin? How come it's not just people who are devils? How come God is referring to Satan as the devil? Because even when you read about Peter, and Peter did something, and Jesus said to him, get behind me, devil. When Jesus said, get behind me, devil, Peter did not leave the front of Jesus and go to the back. Peter was still where he was, putting his face down because of what Jesus said to him. But the real Satan that was operating on him left him and went to Jesus' back because Jesus said, get behind me, devil. So now Jesus could understand that this vessel who is talking is not himself talking. But there are other things that are driving him to talk what he's saying. Because Jesus was able enough and vigilant enough to understand drivers. There are times you stand upstairs and you have a car. And by the time you stand upstairs and you see your car drive past, you could actually understand which of your driver drives recklessly. It's not about the car. It may be Rolls Royce. But it's not about the car. It's not the car that drives recklessly. It is the driver that is in the car that drives recklessly. So Jesus, who knows of very many drivers, sometimes could listen to Peter talk. And as Peter was talking, he said, wait a minute. You are my Rolls Royce, but let me tell you the driver that is driving. And so he told him, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. Which means what you are saying, like you are saying from your mouth. And all the disciples are ready to clap for you. Let me tell you who's the one driving you. You can't move on your own because we are just like vehicles. I came to tell you that you are just like a vehicle. You can't move on your own. Anytime you are moved, there's a driver on the steering. So God was talking to Peter. He said, well, I've seen the driving that you just drove now. You just drove me down to heaven. Jesus asked, what do men say I am? And they said a whole lot of things. And he said, what do you say I am? None of the disciples could have a clue on who Jesus was. And instantly Jesus had to analyze and mention it again. And Peter raised up his hand. He said, you are the son. Peter knew the father of Jesus, which was Joseph, the earthly father. He knew about the mother. He knew about Jesus' brothers and Jesus' sisters. He knew their house. He knew that they don't have too much bed. Because Jesus said, the son of man does not even have way to lay his head. But when Jesus said, what do you say I am? He just instantly could acknowledge and said to Jesus, thou art the son of God. And instantly Jesus said, wait a minute, Rolls Royce doesn't drive like this. Yes, Rolls Royce have the ability to drive anyhow. But let me tell you the driver who's doing the magic. And he said to him, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. So he mentioned two drivers, ah, that can drive, but that cannot drive like this. He said, two in one driver is flesh and blood. It's just one person. He said, flesh and blood can't drive like this. I know what they drive. They drive men into fornication. They drive men into masturbation. They drive men into smoking. They don't drive men to reveal Christ to people. He said, no, 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 I want to check. And Jesus peeped into his spirit and said, mm, it's my father that is in heaven that has revealed it to you. Which means my father has come down to you and has held the steering. That's why you can drive down to heaven and know my identity. Drive back very quickly. It depends on who drives you. So now Jesus was able to understand that everybody that is walking is not just walking by themselves. You can see people and hate them for what they did. But it may not be that the person was the one who did what it did. Because people are always driven by something. That's why you can see somebody in the morning. He's so happy. See him in the afternoon. He's so sad. It depends on which driver is walking at the moment. I heard the Bible say God did not give us the spirit of fear. But a spirit of sound mind. So when I have sound mind, that's my driver, the Holy Spirit. When I have fear, the devil is on the steering. And I now pity people that the devil is on the steering. Who can make them to do what they don't like? 
Most times you don't even understand that people that are prostitutes very many times don't like what they do. They hate what they do. But they can't stop doing it. And the reason why they can't stop doing it is because a car cannot detect where it's going to. It's the driver that can take him there. So sometimes the car doesn't like it on the road. But how can he say something when the driver is on the steering? The driver puts the fuel. Sometimes what you do, you don't have the energy to have done it. But your driver puts the fuel enough for you to rape somebody. And after you finish raping, you are not feeling so bad. Because someone else is on the steering. Someone else is on the steering. So when Jesus could be able to see Peter and look through Peter, he could understand quickly who's on the steering. And instantly, because Peter did not have the ability, now there was no Holy Spirit, so he could not have the ability to sustain one driver. So sometimes for Peter, Jesus comes in and drives. But at other times, he sends Jesus out and another person comes in and drives. After Peter had said what he said, it wasn't up to five minutes, Jesus started talking about his death. When Jesus started talking about the will of God and that he is going to die, if he was having the Holy Spirit as his driver, he should be the first person to understand the will of God towards Christ. But now because a new driver was inside, a new driver starts to press the horn when Jesus was talking. And said, Jesus, don't say you are going to die. Because if you die, somebody like Evangelist Anika Nakwabia will be free. Don't say you're going to die. If you die, this guy will be free. This girl will be free. Tell them that you're not going to die. And Peter started rebuking his pastor. And when Jesus looked at it and said, how can somebody who just professed who I am, instantly he's saying something different. And Jesus peeped through the windscreen and he saw that another driver has taken over Peter. He never said, get behind me, Peter. Peter, he loved him so much. But there was something in Peter that needed to be cast out. So he said, get behind me, devil. By the time he said, get behind me, devil. Peter was still standing. Because God needed to use him for different assignments. Peter could still be the one to raise the disciples when Jesus was around. And even when he left. The reason is because when you are able to put a good driver. You can trust the assignments. Very many of us are like that. Molded and nice vessels you are. I think Rolls Royce is one of the most powerful and expensive car. It's loved for very many things. Many of us, there is a capacity in you to drive very far in life. I mean, you can drive so far that your mates can't even reach you. But now, if a wrong driver gets into the steering, then the wrong driver can make you not to move as fast as God wants you to. God has a destination for all of us. And there is something that God wants you to become. And what God wants to do is not to change the vehicle. The vehicle can be as good as it is. But what God wants to do, what the devil wants to do, is if I change the driver, then no matter how sweet and powerful this vehicle is, he won't get to the direction that he's going to. So I came to ask you a question. Who's your driver? Who's controlling your speech? Who's controlling your life? Because I hear the Bible says, they that are led by the spirits of the Lord are the sons of God. So what makes us sons of God is not just that our name has Jesus at the end. As our surname, but it's in who drives you. They that are led by the spirit of the Lord are the sons of God. So if I let Jesus lead me for January to March, I'm a son of God. If he stops leading me from March to December, I'm another person's son. Who's your driver? Who's inspiring you? Because one thing about a driver is that sometimes, I don't know, it's only in some part of my country. I come from Nigeria. It's only in some part of my country, like around like Umbo, that when drivers are loading, they can put two people on the other seat and still bring somebody else to attach on their seat. But in some civilized places, a driver is given preeminence. There's ability to sit on one seat just by himself. It doesn't matter how many people are clouding at the back because if you put another person here, sometimes when he wants to turn to this side, his hands can touch somebody 
and doesn't make him change so much. I don't want to put somebody in my life that when God wants to wheel me to the left, this guy wheels me to the right because it can make me have a clash of destiny. I want God to always be at the step so that he can lead me to where he wants to lead me to. I don't want to have a fornicating sister who still wheels me to the left when God wants to wheel me to something else. I don't want to have somebody who talks me into being naughty when God wants me to be spiritual. I don't want somebody who drives me to a bad side when I want him, God, to lead me to a good side. I want God to take control of the steering. Because sometimes when a bad driver finishes driving and park it, you now come back to yourself. After you've done all you did. After what happened had happened. You blame yourself. You hate yourself for what you did. Just because a bad driver is in. Who drove you. Sometimes after somebody had collected your vehicle. And has rough handled it. And sometimes it takes you three months to be able to fix what a bad driver did for 30 minutes. In 30 minutes, he rubbish so many things that you need three months to be able to fix it. Sometimes our Christian life is like that. You just allow somebody so close to you and he start consoling you. And before you know it, he took away something from you that it takes you three years to fix it back. For you to be able to get to where you were. That when you worship God, you could feel God talking to you. You just allowed a bad driver to enter into your life and hold you and roll you to the back, roll you to the front hit the bullets and break some lights and now in the dark you can't go very far because your lights are broken why? Because wrong drivers wrong drivers spoils destiny some friends we have are wrong drivers they take you into doing some things you don't like make you make some decisions that your spirit doesn't like. And before you know it, they make the engine knock because they are not interested in putting the engine oil. Sometimes you are close to people who don't regard praying as anything. And sometimes they feel, I have the energy to lead in songs. I have the energy to run my home fellowship. But does not talk about the presence of God, which is the oil. And if you forget the oil, what happens is that though there are too much fuel inside, but the car is going to knock and cannot go to anywhere. Sometimes you can be stuck at nowhere because you have failed to consult the presence of God. So Jesus told the disciples, I want you to stay with me. So you can cast out devils. So now, staying with God, having a presence of God, and being close to God, is what gives us power to cast out devils. I think when I talk about people casting out devils, you may start thinking about casting out devils from people. But to have the anointing to cast out devils, you must be able to first cast out devils from your life. How oh, I wish I was talking to somebody. Before you cast out devils from people, you need to cast out devils from your life. If Peter can be the closest guy to Jesus, and he's talking, and he finished talking to Jesus, and Jesus said, I know the driver. The driver is the Holy Spirit. Instantly, it wasn't long, up to 30 minutes. All of a sudden, Peter is saying something in the next verse. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. It means that two drivers can be struggling one vehicle. And if you cannot understand to cast out devils, then you can do some bad thing, thinking it's God that is inspiring you. People who are killing people on Jigat, they kill people thinking they are doing the work of God. A bad driver. People who are doing so many things, bad, bad things, fake, fake prophets, they still feel that they are saving God. Bad drivers. One of the abilities that God wants you to have is ability to cast out your devils. I mean, a Satan that struggle inside of you and start talking to you. I want you to go back to the porn side. Open porn side. Start watching the pornography. Don't just finish it. Just watch small. That's a devil. What God wants you to do is to have their power. To say, get behind me, Satan. Jesus is our perfect example. When demons came in to drive him, demons told him, we can drive you. We can drive you home very quickly. You have been on the mountain for too long. 
But if you allow me to drive you, I'll make you jump and nothing will happen to you. Jesus casted out the devil by saying, get behind me, Satan. Just the same way he said to that devil that was talking to Peter, get behind me, Satan. He said to the devil that was talking to him, get behind me, Satan. Ability to cast out demons. To live as a soldier of God for a long time, you must have the ability to cast out demons. You must be able to tell the demon of pornography, get behind me. You must be able to tell the demons of masturbation, get behind me. You must be able to lay hands on yourself and say, you spirits of the devil, you don't have power over myself again. You must be able to instruct the devil never to visit this body again. You must be able to remind the devil that this body is a temple of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord dwells in this body. You must be able to get the cell busy until no driver comes in. When the Bible is talking about self-control, it's not us tying ourselves with rope. It's ability to know who is on my steering. Who wants to drive me? The devil can't tell you to pray. So when something tells you to pray, that must be God. And God can't tell you to masturbate. So when something tells you to masturbate, you have to understand that's the devil. Ability to tell the devil, this is your boundary. You can make me do something that God tells me not to do. It's the self-control that the Bible is talking about. Ability to understand who's my driver. Where is he driving me to? Because the bus stop of the devil, when the devil is your driver, is hell. The bus stop. When the devil is driving you, where he's going to end you is hell. You're doing something, you don't like it, and you can't stop. And you say, one day I'll stop. I'll repent by next year. Thirty first night, many people come to church and want to repent and continue the same scene by first. Everybody make up their mind. I don't want the devil to rough handle me again this year. I want to be good. They do more cigarette adverts on January. Cigarette advert is done more on January than every other month for the year. And they were asking the promoters, why do you do more cigarette adverts on January? Because very many people will make up their mind not to smoke cigarette again at 31st December. So many times, when you just tell yourself, I don't want to fall into sin again, that's when the devil starts doing adverts. Somebody told me, Daddy, I've been trying to live a holy life for some time. When I was in sin and living a bad life, I used to have a lot of girlfriends and so on. I sleep with them and all of that. When I gave my life to Christ, I quit that kind of life. But there was this girl I used to ask out. I asked this girl that I want to sleep with her. She never gave me any attention. But the moment I gave my life to Christ, that Sunday, when I left the church and went back home, she called me on phone. Asked me, are you at home? I want to bring you a special gift. Came to me at my door and told me, I've been a virgin all the while. That's why I did not answer to you. But here am I, my bond suffering. And now she came. The child comes to me and said, why is that happening to me? When I just gave my life to Christ. As the devil did not want to bother giving you the girl because he has already tackled you up with very many things. And now the devil knows that you are outside the cage. So because he knows you are outside the cage, he has to hook you up with another rope. And the rope you've been admiring to have. So that he can entice you into the same slavery. Sometimes you give your life to Christ and you stop masturbation. And here comes fornication. If you said, I know every Christian has weaknesses. I've started changing. It's just that I was fornicating before, but now I'm only masturbating. I'll soon change. No, 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 no. You are still under the same cage of the devil, but they have changed the rope. Maybe the other time was chain, and that was a chain of fornication. But now you've just left the chain of fornication, and now they are using rope. You are still under the bondage of the devil. You need to break free. You need to break free. And it depends on who's driving. Who's driving. I don't know whether there are people that I'm talking to, but I want to really talk to people that are desperate and they want to change. But sometimes it seems that there is a power bigger than them that drags them in. God knows how many times you have said to yourself, I'm not doing this again. And made up your mind, you're not going to do it again. And all of a sudden you find out another force drag you inside. God said for you to be able to have their power and their anointing, to live above and to be able to cast out this devil, stay with me. That was a problem Adam had. Adam had a problem that 
when he committed sin, he felt the way out was to run away from the presence of God. I don't want to see him. I don't want to hear his word again. I don't want to do this. But he never knew that the moment he committed sin, as he ran away from the presence of God, he ran naked. That's the problem with many sinners. When they finish committing sin, instead of going to God for clothing, they run away from the presence of God. Some just stop coming to church because I don't want to see the pastor's face. I don't want to hear that message again. I've disappointed him. I don't want him to see me. I don't want him to do this. I don't want him to do this. And by the time you do that, the devil takes control. Take mastery. Takes control of the steering. And drives you. But Jesus said, I want you to stay with me. Ability to be able to be with God. It's one of the things that gives us power above sin. When you give your life to Christ and said, Jesus, come into my heart. From now on, I want to be your child. I don't want to live a bad life again. All of this and all of that. And you start talking about that. From that moment, you are born again. Good. But you need power to be able to cast out your daily devils. On Monday, the devil of anger came. You cast it out. Tuesday, demon of disobedience came. Cast it out. Another devil comes on Wednesday. You cast it out. Friday, drunkenness. You cast it out. Pride came. You cast it out. Pornography comes. You cast it out. That's how God works on us daily. Paul calls it dying. Calls it dying. He says, I die daily. Every day something leaves me. Every day I subject myself to God's torture. The torture of some things my flesh loves to have. I tell him, you won't take it. Sometimes your flesh can be so hungry. He says, if I don't watch pornography, I can't sleep. And you tell him, you can't watch it. You can't keep feeding this flesh. Because the moment I feed the flesh and the flesh becomes more powerful than my spirit, I become carnal. But if I can feed the spirit and feed the spirit and feed the spirit and the spirit becomes more powerful than the flesh, then I become spiritual. So being spiritual is not in how many pastors have laid hands on you. Being spiritual is on how much of God's spirit you can be able to put inside of you. How much you can be able to adhere to the spirit of the Lord. How much of messages you can listen to. How much you can occupy your heart with so much of God's word. Until the devil's word starts sounding very, very strange before you. How many of you that you have not smoked before. And somebody said, I want you to take a stick of cigarette. You've never smoked all your life. Over 25 years, you've never smoked before. But somebody tells you, I want you to take a stick of cigarette and smoke. It sounds so strange in your ears. When God fits you with his spirit, sin sounds so strange in your ears. But when the devil fits you with flesh, spiritual things sound so strange that they tell you, let's go to church. He said, church, I'll try it if I have chance. It's so strange. It's so strange. If they said, let's go to bush, but your spirit is so, so ignited to it. You respond even without knowing what you'll be doing there. But when they say, let's go to church. Oh, it's so, so strange. Does it not bother you that over 50 people from your department can follow you to your grandfather's burial? They didn't even know your grandfather. They didn't even know how many people he killed and how many people he kept alive. They followed you and gave the man a befitting burial. But two can't follow you to church because it's so strange. The spirit that is in them is fighting with the voice he's hearing. Because the devil is scared of losing the staring. The devil is enjoying how he drives you every year. Since 2015, he's been driving you, driving you. This year, he makes you like this. This year, he advances you in evil. He keeps holding you, driving you, taking you to any place he wants to take you. The devil is scared of losing the staring. He wants to steal the one in control. When he hears that you are going to church and he knows that there's a driver in church that takes over the staring of people. He says, no, I don't want you to go there. I'm not comfortable going to that place. No, 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 no. Take me to somewhere else. I'll go. No, I don't want to come to church today. I'll come to church next week. No, no, no. I'll come to church next tomorrow. Next tomorrow or next tomorrow. Next week. Don't worry. I'll be coming to your church. I'll be a member of that your church. Don't worry. Giving excuses because the devil that is inside is fighting with the spirit of the Lord. The devil want to lose the steering. I don't know how many years the devil has been holding you driving you to the north, driving you to the west, putting you under control Jesus said I want the steering I own this car, I made it for myself, I bought it with my blood do you know how much I spent building this guy, when this guy was in the mother's womb, the mother didn't even know he was pregnant, but I 
was the one who fought him in the belly of the womb. I want this guy. I want to drive him. There's a destiny I want for him. Unless I drive him, he won't get there. Bow your heads, everybody. Who's your driver? Who's in control of your steering? Who's compelling you to do what you do? Who's your ruler? Show me the things you do. I'll tell you who drives you. When I hear the words you speak, I know who drives you. Write out the things you think, I know who drives you. Let me know the friends you make, I know who's your driver. Tell me about your likes, and I'll tell you about who's your driver. Tell me about your addictions, and I'll tell you exactly who your driver is. Pastor, I'm addicted to sex, addicted to immorality, addicted to rape, addicted to fornication. I'll tell you the devil is your driver. The Bible calls him the evil doer. He doesn't do the evil with his hands. He just drives you to do the evil. Wherever he drives you to, that's where you go. Other churches feel that if the devil takes over the car, your car, God's car, and drives it recklessly, that the whole car should be set on fire. And God said, no, that's not what I do. I push out the vessel. I cast out the driver. I sent the driver out of my steering and takes over the vehicle. I don't know whether there's anybody here I'm talking to. And you know, God is just using the word of God to talk to my life. I want God to drive me. I want him to drive me. I want his hands to be on the steering of my life. I want him to take me to anywhere. I like songs like when you lead me, I'll follow. When you call me, I'll answer. Oh my God, please teach me how to do your will. God, take the church back to those days that we say, Lord, teach us your ways. And we spent three days at the altar praying, Lord, teach us your ways. Before the devil came to change our prayer points and make us pray against witches and wizards. And powers of darkness. Talking about things that are irrelevant. Instead of, Lord, I need you to take over the steering. Jesus said, not my will, but your will. I don't want to go to where I want to go to. I want you to be the one leading. God, take control of the steering. I know you have a better place. One of the days when Jesus was driving, when Jesus was driving, people misunderstand what he was doing in my life. And he had to start explaining the thought I have for you is of good and not of evil because people thought that Jesus was a reckless driver and he was so careless and he doesn't love the people he drives how can you drive a girl who does not have a father and a mother and you don't allow her to sleep around and have food to eat God why do you want her to be patient and to endure and God started answering what I want to do is that the thought I have for the girl is of good and not of evil I want her to get to an expected end I know what I'm driving when I'm driving to the end you'll know that's the destination I don't want to be on a good road and end up on a bad destination I would love to be on a bad road if the bad road is the only road that takes me to my destination so sometimes life could be not fair it can be so so sad at times it could be like things are so hard with you and the devil said you have so you have to start backsliding because things are difficult with you. Tell the devil, no, this road that seem right. The Bible said there are roads that seem right unto a man, but the end is destruction. God, I don't want to ride on a nice road and go to hell. I rather want to drive on the wrong road, on the valley of the shadow of dead, as long as you're with me. I would love to go on the way you want me to go. Roll on the way you want me to grow on. Move the way you want me to move on. Then the devil using me. Lift up your hands, everybody. Lift up your hands, everybody. Can you be upstanding, everybody? Lift your hands up. Lift up your hands to Jesus. 
As we are saying, my soul say yes, I saw people handing over their car keys to God. The God, this is the key to my heart. Take it. Get inside. Drive me. Jesus, this is the steering of my heart. Take it. Drive me, Lord. You know where I'm heading to. Drive me. I saw people surrendering their will while they are saying, my soul say yes. My soul say yes. My soul say yes. Lift your hands up, everybody. Lift your hands to Jesus. Close your eyes. If you're lifting up your hands, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Lift up your hands. If you're singing, don't worry. Keep singing. If you're singing, keep singing. But let it not just be a song. Let it be something that is coming out of your spirit. Let it be a prayer from your spirit as you're singing it. Let it be a prayer from your spirit. I wanted to see yourself handing over the steering of your life to Jesus. How I wish I can tell you. How I wish you can tell God, God, I've been trying to drive myself for a long time. I want you to be the one driving me now. I've been trying to help myself for a long time. I want you to be the one to help me now. Help me now. My soul say yes. I'm not struggling anymore. I'm not fighting anymore. I'm not struggling anymore. Is there anybody that says to Jesus, I'm not struggling anymore? Close your eyes, everybody. I want to pray for some special people. Is there anybody that wants to tell Jesus, I don't want to struggle with you anymore? I don't want to struggle with you anymore. I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to be a stubborn child in your presence. I don't want to continue like that. I want you to drive me. I want you to lead me. I want you to take me to where it pleases you. Close your eyes, everybody. I want to pray for you right now. People who say, Lord, take over the steering. Take over the steering. Take over the steering. Songwriter says, search me, Lord, in all my ways. If there is an evil way, lead me through. I belongs to you. Is anybody that wants surrender? Just God. It may not be about giving your life to Christ, but God, I'm tired of struggling with you. I'm tired of struggling with you. I'm tired of struggling with you. Over and again. I'm tired of letting other things other things drive my life. Tired of letting other things drive me. Over again, I give you my soul. Over again, I give you my soul. Over again, over again. You're gonna sing the song very soft for just five minutes. There are people that God said they want you to lay your hands on them. Listen, there are people that God said to me. There are people that want you to lay your hands on them. I don't know what you want. I don't know why you want me to lay your hands on you, but God is ministering to you that the pastor has to lay hands on you. The pastor has to lay hands on you. Maybe there's something you want to surrender. Maybe there's something you want to do for God. Maybe there is, I don't know how he's doing you, but God is telling me that there are people that just want me to lay my hands on them right now. I was going to sing it very slow again. If you are such a person, always time I just lay hands on you. The usher takes you back. I lay my hands on you. You go back as we are going to sing it very slow again, over again. I 
belong to you, Lord. Over again. Stand up. Stand up. Please, Pastor God, I just lay hands on them. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. New driver taking over. Mm. New driver, new driver. Thank you, Jesus. New driver taking over. Be with all your heart. Sing it with all your heart. All over again. Over, over again. I surrender fully. Hey. I surrender fully. Everything. Don't take part and don't take all, Lord. God, if you must take me, take all. Everything. Lord, don't take me and not take all. Don't take my hands and not take my mouth. Don't take my mouth and not take my legs. Don't take my thinking and don't take my legs and my hands. If you have to take, take everything. I surrender everything. Take the key of my heart. Take the key of my soul. Take my will, my heart. Everything. that God is talking to right now. God says, when I used to drive you, didn't you see how things used to work well with you? But since you don't want me to drive you, ever since I stepped out, have you seen how you've been struggling? There is somebody I'm seeing right now in the realm of the Spirit. She's stretching for her hand to Jesus right now. She's stretching for her hand to Jesus. She's stretching. She's stretching. She's stretching. God is about to hold her hands right now. She's stretching. The hands are very long. Stretching. But Jesus is asking, is it from your heart? The last time you told me to take over, you didn't allow me to take over for a long time. I'm seeing a lady stretching for her hands to Jesus. She said, God, I've suffered a lot. I've struggled so much. The enemy is driving me so bad. I'm almost losing everything in my life. Take control. Take me. Drive me. Ride me. Ride me. Lift your hands up. There are people that are listening to me. God says, I've given you two people's ability. I've given you two people's ability. I don't know how many people I'm talking to, but there are about 20 people that God says, I'm giving to you two people's ability. I'm giving you Oh my God, I don't know who I'm talking to. God says, I'm giving you the capacity and the ability of two people. Two people. Two great people. I'm giving you an anointing capacity of two great... I don't know, you are receiving it right now. Right now. I'm saying God used something like a chain. He's putting on people's neck. He's crowning people. God says, I'm crowning you with two people's ability. Imagine one person carrying the anointing of Stephen and that of Paul. Two people's ability. Imagine one person carrying the anointing of Philip and the anointing of Barnabas. Two people's ability. God said, I'm giving to you two people's capacity. Two people's capacity. 
What you couldn't do alone, I'm giving to you two people. Aya Baba Shataya. Who are these five people that God is giving a strange gift to? Five people. God is saying, I'm giving them the mantle for their generation. Five good people receiving a mantle for their generation. God says, I'm making you a voice for your people. I'm saying five people. Five chosen people. God is saying, I'm making you a voice for your generation. Five people. But one thing I love about God, when there is desperation for a miracle, it increases the number of the people. There's somebody as you're about to run to God. Some demons are dragging you back. As you want to run to God, some demons are dragging you back. As you want to run to God, some demons are dragging you back. I cast out that demon right now. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. As she wants to run to Jesus, demon is dragging her back. You that demon, leave her alone. She has recognized the souls of her survivor. Leave her. Blessed is the name of the Holy Spirit. Blessed is Jesus. Lift your hands up. I'm praying for you right now. Sicknesses are not to be found in this place in the name of Jesus. No sickness will survive here. No sickness. Ah, are your hands lifted up? No sickness will survive here. No sickness. There's somebody you've been depressed for two weeks straight. Two weeks straight you've been depressed. Highly depressed. I see God give you a flower. And he calls the name of the flower joy. Somebody, after you leave this service, you will have so much joy that you will know what, what gives you joy. 